Hello, my friends. I really couldn't believe the sight of it. Queen Victoria and Queen Elizabeth, the two statues gracing Manitoba's legislature, were, were pulled down on Canada Day. I suppose that's not so surprising these days, but it was done under the watchful and approving gaze of the police who didn't stop them. I'll give you the details and show you the video. It's really incredible. Before I do, let me invite you to become a subscriber to Rebel News Plus. On a day like today, it makes a big difference. You've just got to see these statues falling and got to see the police standing around. Just go to rebelnews.com, click subscribe. It's eight bucks a month, 80 bucks for the whole year. In addition to my show, you get access to David Menzies' show, Sheila Gunn-Reed's show. And you support Rebel News because we don't take a dime from the government. All right, here's today's podcast. Tonight, dozens of churches have been vandalized and even burned. A mob tears down statues of Queen Victoria and Queen Elizabeth. Justin Trudeau is loving it. It's July 2nd, and this is the Ezra Levant Show. Why should others go to jail Why? when you're a biggest carbon Ezra. consumer I know? There's 8,500 customers here, and you won't give them an answer. The only thing I have to say to the government about why I publish is because it's my bloody right to do so. What a terrible day it was yesterday, on purpose, of course. That, that's a massive mob, highly organized, with matching outfits, coming with ropes and tools, in broad daylight, not the dead of night, in the full sight of a huge police force, just tying ropes to a statue of Queen Victoria, right on the steps of the Manitoba legislature, just pulling it down. That, that's a crime, of course. And police did nothing but watch. Actually, that's not quite true. Here's a CBC story. One arrested after Queen Victoria's statue toppled at Manitoba Legislature. Yeah, that's quite a headline because it wasn't a statue vandal who was arrested. It, it looks like it was the lone counter-protester who was against toppling the statue. He wasn't just arrested. They tasered him, too. So the police weren't there to uphold the law. They certainly weren't there to stop the statues from being torn down or to arrest anyone for those crimes on Canada Day, no less. They were there as security, really, for the vandals. This is the same Manitoba police who arrested and jailed Maxime Bernier, the leader of the PPC party, for meeting peacefully with other skeptics of Manitoba's lockdown. So they had police arrest and jail a political leader. And as you'll remember from my interview with Bernier, police actually told him to get out of the province and that they would follow him around until he did. The premier personally threatened Bernier with extreme enforcement, but right outside of the premier's own office, a crowd destroys statues of Queen Victoria and they toppled Queen Elizabeth's statue too. And just nothing. Sorry, not nothing. They tasered the one guy who was upset about it all. So that was friendly Manitoba, as their license plates say. But across the country, there were more churches being vandalized and burnt, too. Some of the arson was right in a city, brazen, torching a church in the middle of the day, unafraid of being caught. And why not? Maybe police would taser anyone stopping the arsonists. 
And yesterday alone, 10 churches vandalized in Calgary. 10 in one day. Don't tell me this isn't an orchestrated, financed national operation. Here's what Calgary's police had to say, though. Officers are investigating vandalism at 10 churches. We must never forget residential schools are a part of our legacy that destroy the lives of so many indigenous families. But vandalism like this only creates further division, fear, and destruction. So that's what you got. No sympathy or solidarity with the vandalized churches or their congregants. Just a terse statement that they were vandalized. And then immediately pushing the narrative that the churches are to blame, the churches are evil, and come on, vandals, will you knock it off? Don't be so divisive, really. I mean, they, they, they hate to enforce the law here. They're so reluctant to enforce the law. Maybe they'll taser a priest who tries to put out a fire. But uh, just for appearance's sake, they, they have to say something about the vandalism. They're victim-blaming. Could you imagine if 10 mosques had been vandalized in one day, and the cops said, we're investigating, and hey, everyone who's mad about Islamic terrorism, can you just cool it a bit? But really, Trudeau himself was no different. We showed you what he said a couple days ago. Time it. It's 16 seconds. Hey, I also want to talk about the arson and vandalism we're seeing across the country targeted at Catholic churches. This is not the way to go. The destruction of places of worship is unacceptable, and it must stop. But yesterday was the focus. They're trying to turn Canada Day into a day of shame and rage. They're doing it in Australia, too. They're trying to destroy Australia Day. They haven't quite got that far in their bid to destroy the 4th of July in the United States. In the UK, they practically turned it into a crime to fly the flag of England, the St. George's Cross. I think I told you that when I was in Sunderland once, I met someone who told me, the police asked him to take down his union flag, the official flag of the UK, that he was flying in his yard because it's racist, you see. That's what they said, the cops. They're trying to turn Canada into a racially charged, violent place. They're trying to do to Canada what the Black Lives Matter group did to America. Black Lives Matter should be sued for false advertising. It hasn't helped black lives. How does it help black lives to burn down black neighborhoods, destroy black-owned businesses, black-run businesses, one of the goals of Black Lives Matter, I want to call them BLM. I don't even want to use their full name because that's the opposite of what they do. BLM wants to defund the police. Well, how's that working out for the black community itself? Rich white suburbs can often afford private security. How's defunding police working out in Minneapolis or St. Louis or Chicago or Portland or Seattle? But BLM creates a sense of crisis and chaos out of the fear it demands obedience and it turns what would be normal political disagreements into litmus tests about whether or not you're racist. So two good people can have a disagreement about, about anything. Until you say that the conservative point of view is actually just racism, and then you can condemn people you disagree with as just racist, you don't have to talk about issues anymore. And there's nothing worse in life these days than being called racist, even falsely. I mean, we're in there smoke this fire. So people will capitulate. And if they don't, well, obviously they're just racist. This has worked in America. It, it hasn't actually helped black people, but for white leftists who finance BLM, I mean, they got rid of Trump, didn't they? And Justin Trudeau needs a bit of that division up here right now. He needs a crisis to distract from his own controversies. He's managed the pandemic worse than any other leader in the G7. 
We have the worst lockdowns. We have no working border with the United States. He's botched the vaccines so badly. Our economy is weak and getting weaker. Of course, Trudeau wants something else to turn the channel in the remaining weeks before the election is called. He doesn't want the election to be about him and his incompetence, his cabinet fiascos, his disgraced ministers from Harjit Sajjan to Stephen Gilbo to the nearly 1,000 days China has held Canadian hostages. Much rather to have a summer of hate that will feed the media, distract from his own errors, but most importantly, get to his master strategy of dividing us based on sex and race, imposing himself as the great reconciler while accusing his opponents of being racist and sexist. I mean, he just published a picture of himself getting a vaccine, and by chance it was on the shoulder where he has a generic Indian-style tattoo. Other people might be condemned for cultural appropriation, but really, this is the guy who went full blackface so many times he can't even count. Riots and arson in an Aboriginal theme mean that he doesn't have to explain why he has failed to actually help real Aboriginal people. Here's the Liberal platform from the last election. We will eliminate all long-term drinking water advisories on reserve by 2021 and continue to take steps to ensure water stays safe to drink. All right, that's what they promised, but according to the federal government, in fact, there are 51 boil water advisories in Canada right now, 13 new ones added this last year, four new ones added this year. If you've never actually had to do anything real in your life, other than give Hallmark card-style woke pep talks, you really have no idea how to get things done. Real things like clean drinking water, like negotiating for vaccine delivery against 200 other eager countries. You're a failure, so best to distract from your failure by pointing at other crises, even if you have to make those other crises, which Trudeau has done. By the way, who is doing all this? Who's burning the churches? Who's vandalizing the churches? who's tearing down the statues. Is it that terrorist group, the Proud Boys? Were they listed as an official terrorist group? Yes, they were. Why? I don't quite know why exactly. I don't know what they've done in Canada ever that could be called terrifying. I, I don't think they've ever been charged with a crime as far as I've seen, but it's a good way to look woke banning the Proud Boys. So was it them who did this did the Proud Boys take down these statues and light these fires? No. Well, then who did? Don't tell me a hate crime wave of this size across Canada and the police and the RCMP and the CSIS don't know. Of course they know who's doing this. And even if they didn't know, which I don't believe, well, it's all being done in the open. I don't think the people tearing down the statues in Winnipeg were even wearing COVID masks. Normally, that would be enough to get the police to arrest you, but not yesterday. So we know who's doing it. Can we find out in a second who's organizing it and paying for it? Of course. Of course the authorities know. But, but we don't hear that. The crime wave against statues, the crime wave against churches, really against anything in the establishment. By the way, and this is a point that Dre Humphrey made when she reported from one of the burnt churches in B.C., it's, um, it's fire season out there. There's uh, very hot and dry weather in B.C. right now. Lighting fires is dangerous now, whether it's campfire or arson. Speaking of which, the town of Lytton, B.C., has been consumed by fire. I've read a half dozen news stories about it, and none of them seem to know 
the cause, or at least they won't say. The CBC calls it a wildfire, which suggests that it was from nature, perhaps from lightning, but they have no source for that, no proof of that. They just say it. What are the odds that in this wave of arson against churches in BC, that they actually burnt down a town and killed people? Well, that would be a whole other level of real terrorism, wouldn't it be? Why haven't we heard a word from the public safety minister on this? He's got a lot to say about right-wing groups like the Proud Boys. The justice minister just introduced Bill C-36 to tackle mean tweets and Facebook posts that are hateful. So they're really tackling the emotion crimes, um, the thought crimes. How about, how about arson against churches? And look at this, just from today, from our friends in Beijing, we urge Canada to completely redress the injustice of suppression against the indigenous people with 10 times the effort it makes now. Got it. They're watching these riots and fires very carefully in Beijing. They're egging them on. They're trying to punish Canada for criticizing their treatment of Uyghur Muslims in Xinjiang. Any prime minister with self-respect would have done something about China 935 days ago. That's the day when the two Michaels were kidnapped, but not Trudeau. He won't stand up for Canada, not against China, not against rioters, not against arsonists. He won't even stand up for the Queen. But why would he? His own father mocked the Queen, doing a foolish twirl right behind her back when she was repatriating the Constitution. Pierre Trudeau hated the Queen. Trudeau Jr. hates her too. Hates the Catholic Church too. This is him and his brother. Justin Trudeau's not going to defend these churches or the statue. He loves what's happening. Would you expect anything else from someone who has idolized Fidel Castro or Communist China? Canada Day? <laughs> if Trudeau is reelected this summer, and Aaron O'Toole will ensure that he is, don't expect the holiday Canada Day to survive a third Trudeau term. Stay with us for more. How you doing? I'm good. There was an understanding that the protest would be on the side of the... Oh, I'm not a protester, ma'am. I'm, I'm David Menzies of Rebel News. Um, <laughs> say, how many how many males pretending to be females do you have in this institution? I have no response. You have no response? What, what do you think about women, real biological women like you two, sure. who are at risk? Uh, if, on the sidewalk, please, sir, it's fine. You can, you, can, you can talk all you want on the sidewalk. And but what harm are we doing here on this uh, private property? Okay, then. Well, we're not springing out anyone, but what? why don't you have anything to say about male, f males falsely passing themselves off as females and engendering real women, real women like you two? No comment. No comment. No comment. no comment. Why can't you comment on that? I mean, you, you, are, you are with this institution, are you not? If you could come to the side of the institute on the curb side, that would be great. Is the reason for no comment is that if you speak out against transgenderism, will you be fired or disciplined? Is that re why you won't comment? No Thank comment. You. Do you not think that this is an egregious thing against the health and safety rights of women in this institution? No comment, sir. No comment? Yeah. Okay. Hi there. Oh, so, um, I was just uh, called by the uh, person that's manager here. Yeah. Uh, and they were 
they know you were coming. They yeah. had, you had a conversation with them. Uh, there was a, a small complaint that um, someone with a camera and a microphone might have gone onto the property. So their concern is uh, the privacy of the people inside the institution. Oh, yeah. No problem with everybody being here. Uh, you have the right to, uh, to do what you're doing here, but they just ask that nobody actually go onto the property, yeah. if that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I'll say, officer, if I can, I, I'm David Menzies with Rebel News. What do you think about biological males being put in the same penal institution as biological females? Unfortunately, you're going to have to phone uh, headquarters and talk to the media relations department. So You don't have an opinion on that yourself, sir? Uh, I can't give you an opinion, but the, the media relations department can certainly help you with that. Mr. Right. One last thing. If I do get arrested for trespassing, I want to declare to you, Officer Hand, that I right now identify as a female, and if I'm found guilty, I want to be incarcerated in that building. Is that okay? Well, this is a federal prison, sir, and I, nobody said it, anything about getting arrested today. Okay, but if I do, I want to be known as a female as of this moment. Uh, sir, you have the right to do whatever you want. Apparently so. Well, there you have it. You can be whoever you want in a women's prison. That is a shocking report. There's a lot of funny parts to it. I got to say I laughed, but some absolutely appalling parts of that report by David Menzies talking about men nearly I merely identifying as a woman and going to women's prisons where was this protest that you were this was a protest outside a women's prison yes this was in kitchener ezra and i think it was their third protest that these uh women have staged and it's not just women it's their allies there were men there there was a member of the transgender community there by the way in case anyone thinks this is some kind of transphobia uh, uh taking place and it is a horrible story in that um, until about five years ago, um, if you wanted to get into a female institution as a male, you had to go through the surgery, the hormones, the whole enchilada. Then somebody raised this question to Justin Trudeau at one of these town halls, and uh, he thought it was a good idea. And as I understand it, without any consultation, you know, with the prison people, with inmates, with women's groups, it was ramrodded through in a bill that if you merely identify... That is just another way of saying, saying you're a girl. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I just got to throw in a really quick clip. This is from South Park, which is one of the funniest cartoons on uh, on TV. It's an adult cartoon. This was meant as a joke a few years ago. Mm. It's not even a joke anymore. It's Randy the Macho Man Savage <laughs> identifying as a woman in a strong, strong <laughs> woman. Look at this. Uh-huh. And uh, have you actually ever met Heather Swanson? Uh, no, I've never competed against her before. No. She's not exactly your average trans athlete. Well, what is an average trans athlete? Honestly, I find that kind of bigoted, David. Okay. Heather Swanson is actually joining us now. Miss Swanson, how does it feel to be competing today? I can't tell you how free I feel now that I've started identifying as a woman. Now that I can compete as female, I'm ready to smash the other girls. I, you know what? That's not even funny anymore, David, because that's what it is. You can have a beard, you can have all your wedding tackle, 
and you just say, I'm a girl, and it, in you go. You know, Ezra, I didn't know you were going to throw to that clip. Several months ago, my sons, who are huge South Park fans, said, Dad, you have to watch this episode with us. We'll watch it again. And when South Park is on, I agree, when they're on, they are they are supernova. <laughs> yeah. And um, I sat through this, and I did not laugh once, much to the sh surprise and chagrin of my sons. And I said, guys, this is, this is not parody anymore. This is reality. Yeah. There's, right. there's some books, you read them, and you say, I wish I read this 20 years ago, because I can tell this is really funny 20 years ago, but now it's happened. It's not even fiction anymore. Exactly. You know, there's, some, there's some movies that are so ahead of their time that when you finally get around them, you say, yeah, well, where's the point there? Um, I want to show you, uh, I want to show our viewers another clip from your video to hear from one of these advocates yes. about, because you may think that, no, come on, how bad can, can it be? Well, take a look for yourself. Uh, I don't even know how to, <laughs> I lived with one of them in my unit for about six months. And to witness how he, I will not, I, I will not call him a woman because he was not, um, how he victimized women throughout the compound over that period of time absolutely floored me, disturbed me. Um, he sexually assaulted a woman in my house when we were there. And when I first got here, I was told right away by some of the women to watch out for a certain prisoner. And I said, wait, we have men here? And they're like, yeah, we do. But you're not allowed to call them men and you have to use she, her pronouns. That was the beginning of when I realized that we were supposed to lie and go along with things and just remain silent. That same person was sexually harassing multiple women on compound. I experienced it. Several of my friends experienced it. And we all just stayed quiet about it because we thought that because we were criminalized and in prison that it was our fault for being here in the first place and we deserved what happened to us. So are these prisoners, ex-prisoners, friends and family of women who are on the inside? Yes, some of them were ex-cons, uh, Ezra. Uh, but even so, they don't deserve to do their time in an environment of danger. We've been told always it's public safety is paramount. For goodness sakes, that's what they say about all these lockdown restrictions. Yeah. It's for the public good. Mm -hmm. How is it that you're putting dangerous male offenders, and yeah. I'm not making this up, Ezra, murderers, rapists, yeah. pedophiles, yeah. into an environment with women who are serving their time? Many of these women, by the way, are came from an environment in which they were physically, mentally, sexually abused. They may be criminals, but they were, in many cases, victims as well of a rape, of an assault. And you put a man in there. Yep. And I can, you know what? I mean, I think it's disgraceful. I think it's dangerous. I think it's shocking. But put yourself just for one second in the mind of a murderer, rapist, or God forbid, a child rapist, you don't want to go into the men, the male penitentiary, yes, because you you might actually be killed by the other prisoners. There's a kind of, you know, uh, I'm not going to say honor in prisons, but I we've we've heard lots of stories of if there is a, a pedophile in prison, he can be killed in prison by the other prisoners who find that's beneath their own moral code. But if if you want a gentler surroundings, if you don't want to be again around other mean men, if you for whatever, if you just want to be with the girls, if you want to have sexual opportunities of rape, if you're a rapist, why wouldn't you? And, and that's the thing. Why would you let a rapist into a women's prison? Is that not 
so ridiculous. But of course, if you're a rapist, wouldn't you rather? And I, you know why the criminal wants to do it. What is unfathomable is why the government would allow it. it you're absolutely right. And because I bet you, Ezra, if you were to pull the general populace, what would it be? 99% maybe yeah. against this. And you're right. You, you are bringing, I mean, let's, let's be frank. Men behind bars without female company, they have their urges, especially, God forbid, if they're a rapist or committed some other sexual assault. This is a utopia being allowed in. It's bringing the lion into the lambs, if you will. And you're right, at the prison, the physical prison itself, things are nicer in a, a woman's facility than, than a male facility. For the life of me, I don't even know why more men are not scamming the system. You know what? And it I mean, I remember when I went deep on this before, not only can someone who identifies as a woman choose the prison, they can choose the gender of prison guards who search them or deal with them in any way. So you can say, no, 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 no. None of you men get to search me. I want the lady guards to search me. Yeah. I'm not kidding. That's what. That's how it works in Canada's prisons. Well, it, it, it is clown world, Ezra. And, and I can tell you, when I was talking to some of these ex-cons, they would say that the guards, probably for fear of having a complaint filed against them for being transphobic, would turn a blind eye to harassment of all types by the male offenders against the female inmates. And yet they were warned sternly, the females that is, you don't you dare call him he, him. Hmm. It's a she, her. Yeah. These are guys with facial hair, yeah. muscles. They don't resemble yeah. a woman. And, and I mean, what what is the reason? We, we are driven by not hurting someone's feelings, but that's not true, Ezra, because I would argue the vast majority of the men uh, applying for female inmate sta status, they are scamming the system. If you said no to them, they're not going to have hurt feelings. It's the con man being called out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it was a very interesting video, didn't I? And let's put the link to the video underneath this one. Um, I want people to watch it in full. I laughed at some really funny parts. Okay. <laughs> but the rest of it, I was in shock and I felt a deep anger at what was going on. It was a very interesting video. Thank you for doing it. And uh, were there any other media there? Do you know, it's funny you said that um, there, a CTV cameraman came by. Uh, he spent mere minutes. Uh, they probably aired, if they aired anything, maybe 20 seconds on the news. Probably said something. Oh, by the way, there was a protest outside the uh, Kitchener uh, Penitentiary for Women. And uh, now traffic and weather and sports yeah. to come. I mean, it, there were certainly no um, in-depth interviews uh, with the um, with the people there. And he certainly didn't hang around to cover the speeches. So I don't, I don't even know why he showed up, to yeah. tell you the truth. Yeah. And, and, and there was also that disturbing story. There was a local media outlet that ran a um, story on their second protest back in March as and members of the radical transgender community called the paper and expressed their outrage. Guess what? Hmm. They removed it. Huh. They, they self-censored themselves to the point where this story no longer exists. You know, we published Barbara Kay and Linda Blade's yes. book called Unsporting. It's a critique of transgenderism, basically destroying women's sports. Yeah. And erasing women from a whole area, from yeah. a whole walk of life. Yeah. And um, there are some places where men and women let them, you know, in the marketplace of ideas, in, in business, you know, go, go at it, gals, go at it, guys. 
But there are some places, you know, we use the word safe space. The word is stretched beyond its meaning these days. Yeah. It, it means don't tell me something I don't want to hear, but there ought to be safe spaces. Um, a changing room, uh, a prison where you were literally uh, have no power over your own life, no ability to protect yourself or stop things. There ought to be some safe spaces and some women's spaces. And by the way, sports for women, um, the, we are eradicating women. I see news that a transgender contestant has won a state-level Miss America con. That's, that's right, you Nevada, know, I think, yeah. Wipe out women from all fields of life. How can the world not see that as misogynistic? And this is so odd for me. My whole life, until about 10 years ago, I regarded myself as not necessarily an opponent of feminism. I mean, I've always believed in equality, but an opponent of the, oh, come on, you're just, like, like the, the political feminism I felt was all about affirmative action and, and anti-male, I felt. But now, I feel myself as a feminist just to defend the concept of being a woman and to be able to have a women's place or a women's space. And I find it odd that it's the right that cares now and not the left. Last word to you. Yeah, no, I think this is a very profound point. Where is the feminist movement on this? It's like feminism have thrown women under the bus uh, in, in a uh, supreme example of perverse irony. You know, two years ago, Ezra, I was down, it was the Megan Murphy uh, Library um, event in Toronto where you had the radical trans community and their allies come out in mass to uh, try to shut that down. And I remember going up to Sherry DeNovo, former NDP MPP uh, in Ontario, and I talked about, you know, this issue. Well, at the time it was about sports, you know, how women's sports are being uh, decimated by trans competitors at the elite level. And all she would say, she would just chant over and over again, Trans women are real women. Trans women are real women. But I go, Sherry, what, what about the inherent muscle mass difference, the, the respiratory system? Trans women are real women. You can't even have a conversation with them. And for this percent of a percent of a percent, I mean, you talk about the tail wagging the dog. You know what? Speaking of politics, Ezra, one last point. Imagine if Aaron O'Toole came out and said, we're going to reverse this yeah. disastrous yeah. Justin Trudeau yeah. policy. Yeah. This is egregious. He, he would have people on all sides of yeah. the political spectrum yeah. on his side. But I bet you his gatekeepers are saying, oh, no, no, we don't want to look transphobic on yeah. Mr. O'Toole. Yeah. Let's, let's just uh, keep a low profile on you know, this one. You know, I've always said that. I've said there's some issues out there that are like 10 to 1. Yep. And the media party and the establishment are on the wrong side, and yeah. everyone else on this. For example, giving ten and a half million dollars to Omar Khadr. Yes, that was a universally accepted smart guy move in the political class. Ordinary Canadians despised it, and I think that transgenderism in sports, in prisons, in change rooms, is so extreme. Yeah. But it's so, I mean, if you just said, I'm against that, and didn't say it in a mean way or in a punitive way, just say, you know what, there has to be a women's uh, place, you would get five, five points in the polls. And you're right, it would be from all different backgrounds. It wouldn't just be from conservatives. It would be from feminists, from mums. Yes. From mums. Yep. From girls in, who want to have a life of sports. From anyone who, you know, has been in a change room and said, who is that and what's he doing in the change room? And, and you know, Ezra, it, it, like, who supports this? I mean, I'm talking about the only people in support of this 
are the radical transgender people. Yeah. I'm, I'm in our, talking about transgender people in general. They want to live their life as another sex. They want to live it in private. They're not grandson. Hey, it's a free country. Do what you want. But there are these radicals that are demanding these rights. And I want to say one last thing. If you think, if people say, make the point, it is unfair for a woman trapped in a man's body to be in a male penitentiary. He or she deserves to be in a female penitentiary because that's a human right that's being violated. Ezra, we're talking about penitentiary time. The most fundamental human right, bar none, is freedom. You have your freedom taken away as a prisoner. So why are we talking about these other subpar yeah. rights yeah. as being the rationale to create a dangerous situation in women's penitentiaries? Yeah, the whole thing's crazy. I really recommend your video. Great work, David. Thank Thanks you for coming Ezra. on the show. All right, stay with us. More ahead. Hey, welcome back on my show last night. Maurice writes, whoever is responsible for the church arsons should and will be prosecuted. The federal government and police services have done nothing. They need to stop this ASAP. Woke liberals are not immune to the law. I don't know why you think they will be prosecuted. I think that we saw by the policing yesterday, the police stood and watched the crime. They didn't arrest anyone yesterday other than the one counter-protester. Why would they be arrested and prosecuted? They are not having that done to them now. Jeremy writes, as a proud Knights of Columbus member, I think it's time that every parish chapter start to maintain a 24-hour watch. I think you're right. The question is, what do you do when you catch the arsonist? Uh, will the police even take him into custody? Janet writes, great job, Drea. Oh, she's been doing a great job and going on location to talk to real people. It makes a difference. Well, that's our show for today, and that's it for the week. Until next time, on behalf of all of us here at Rebel World Headquarters, to you at home, good night, and keep fighting for freedom. Mm -hmm.